Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the That Could Have Gone Way, Way Worse edition. Well, I mean, I'm pumped. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pumped. I gotta know. Yeah. I gotta know the terrible things we're missing. Um, So there is kind of a trigger warning for this episode. Um, It's nothing gory, nothing... Uh, there are no photos, no videos that are, you know, uh, gory. Uh, it's oh, just yeah. disturbing because you're going to be using your imagination a lot during oh, no. this episode. <laughs> Don't make me do that. So, no. Yeah, you're going to have to imagine yourself being in a really, really terrible situation. I, I'm so. not going to lie. As someone with anxiety, that's kind of what I do every five okay, minutes. So I'm, I think I'm... You're ready. I'm your girl. This, this, your our, life, it's our listeners. Yes. Yeah. Need the warning. <laughs> your life has led to this moment. Yes, I okay. am. I've been preparing for this <laughs> right. every minute of every day. Excellent. Uh, I am Jill Chacha, and I am with the mentally prepared Marissa Riley. Thank you. That is me. I am. <laughs> I'm a little too mentally prepared for every the, single outcome possible. God. It, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be horrible, but it's so interesting. Uh, we have to. We had to cover it at some point, so let's just do it. I'm so let's excited. Just do it. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a group of toxins that's so incredibly horrific, they have the honor of being called the deadliest substances known to humankind. Oh my god. Botulinum toxins, and these are the toxins that cause botulism. Now, before we move on, yeah. this is fucking Botox, It right? is, yes. So, there are... There are many strains of botulinum. Uh huh. One of them, uh, group A, is used for Botox. Um, in a very, 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 very diluted type A. Okay. Is shot yeah. into your face. Okay. But and it's still. <laughs> yes. It, somebody saw botulinum and said, we can make that commercially viable somehow. So, which is <laughs> by insane. Put, by putting it in people's faces. Cause yeah. And oh my God. <laughs> put a pin in that because uh, faces come up a lot in this episode. So. Oh my God. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Right before we started recording, I was putting on sunblock and I was like, you know, I'm just doing this so I don't have to put poison in my face someday. That's right. Nothing against people who are using no, Botox. Absolutely not. Live your best life. Do it, it sounds for the most part safe. Um Yeah. But yeah, just thinking about it though creeps the fuck out of me. Yeah. Sometimes not knowing is bliss, you know? There you uh, go. Knowing how much I know about botulinum toxins is uh I, I don't know if I could do it, even even in a medical setting, where, which is so safe. Um, but we're not really going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the uh, the not um, how should I put it? Just cosmetic, not cosmetic. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna. I mean, we can at the end if you want to. If you want to talk about some of the really great medical uses, botulinum is uh, really, you know. That that's been it's been used for, but well, well now you're talking me back into it. <laughs> but let's talk about what you discovered. Yeah. So, for a brief period from 2013 to 2015, uh, a new bizarre type of toxin appeared out of nowhere. Fun. It had no anti serum, no <laughs> cure at the time, making it the deadliest thing on the planet. It put other botulinum toxins to shame. Oh, my God. So today, gather around as we tell the story of how 
It fucking terrified the scientific community and the U.S. government and where it is today. Episode 038, Botulism H, it was as scary as it fucking sounds. Oh my God. (laughs) I am on the edge of my seat. Yeah. uh, Which is a memory foam mattress. (laughs) I am on the edge of this mattress. I am fucking scared. Is it going to happen to me? How do I, how does it, how, how, can I touch it? Can I eat it? Can I smell it? (laughs) Tell me everything. Oh my God. We're going to cover all that horrible shit. Ah, okay. Well, but first we have to start with a refresher for some people who are listening and some brand new tasty facts for others who are listening. Uh, Let's start off with what the fuck is botulism? And why is it the most horrible thing? Thank you. I'm really glad you're covering this because <laughs> I know we've talked about this before off uh, off the pod. Yeah. And I'm still a little confused about it. So, yeah. okay, so teach me. I will give you the, the crudest science-y way uh, of my crash course of learning <laughs> over the past yeah, 36 hours of what botulism is. <laughs> okay. Well, now... Like any great horror movie, Amazing. the creature is already inside the house. No! <laughs> no! Or around the house. Uh, in this case, we're talking about the unassuming rod-like bacteria, Clostridium botulinum, whose spores produce these toxins. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Now, most of the time, there's nothing to worry about because C. botulinum needs the perfect conditions for spores to germinate, grow, and excrete toxins, conditions that seem totally alien to our world. Uh, You need a contained environment with very little to no oxygen uh, and barely any acidity and very little salt. Uh, And when that container is placed in a warm, like something like room temperature, that also helps it grow too. Sounds like... um... Uh, just the way you were describing it, it sounds like a something a witch would make, like a potion. Yeah. Like it has to be on the full moon of the <laughs> right. eighth cycle of the solstice of the Saturn. Right. Entering with, your eighth house. Right. Yeah, with the Bane's wolf. What? I, that's a word I made up. Wolf's Bane. That's a thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It. Botulinum toxins are incredibly rare. Um, okay. But unfortunately, that perfect condition, that little alien world, uh, you and I can accidentally create it um, when improperly canning or jarring vegetables, fish, or meat in our kitchens, or at a processing plant that not only cans foods, but makes ready to eat snacks in low oxygen packaging. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're going to say something. Yeah. I, I, so I, not to brag, I eat a lot of food. Um, <laughs> A lot of it comes in packages. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of packaging that seals out oxygen, you'd yeah. say. Like, so when you open like a, it, you hear like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. A lot of cans of, of stuff. <laughs> yes. A lot of goldfish. A lot of hot Cheetos. Yeah, man. Um, uh, pretty much... Uh, even kale is in a bag. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even buy fresh kale anymore. With, help oh you're okay look it's okay breathe (laughs) everybody breathe yeah again 99.9 percent of the time everyone's following all the rules all the sanitation rules if you're jarring at home you know what you're doing you're following all the sanitation steps okay it's just when it's just a freak sometimes a freak accident okay Okay. all right tell me tell me about the freak accident (laughs) tell me about it tell me about it now uh 
But first, I want to clear up. What do I mean by low oxygen package? Low oxygen packaging. Okay. Yes. So here's a brief example of a contaminated snack and its effects. Now, back in 2017, a 32 a 32 year old woman admitted herself into the ER after experiencing a few hours of double vision, shortness of breath and weakness, a tight chest, uh, congestion, hoarseness in her throat, and difficulty swallowing. Lots of problems in the upper body. Okay. Okay. So put a pin in it. <laughs> I will. Honestly, that sounds like a Tuesday afternoon for me. I know. Once you're past 30, I mean. That's, that's just... like three times a week. Um... It's like, oh, fuck, I slept wrong. Here I... it is. <laughs> I was supposed to go to the ER for that. I didn't realize. Um... Oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> this morning I got a cramp because I forgot. I think I talked too fast after eating. And I was like, I didn't even know this was possible. It's yep. embarrassing. Okay, anyway, tell me tell me more about, about this. Uh, okay, our 32-year-old lady. Uh, she said she had not eaten shellfish, meat, or fish that had been canned or processed. Uh, she hadn't traveled. Some basic blood work and an MRI turned out totally okay. Awesome. But only after a few hours in the hospital, as doctors were figuring out her case, boom, her breathing took an immediate turn and she had to be intubated and placed on mechanical ventilation. Oh my God. One minute she was upright. I mean, kind of really struggling, but upright. And in the next moment, she was in the ICU with, quote, symmetrical weakness in all four limbs with more in the upper limbs compared to the lower limbs. Um, Continuing with the quote, Blood was then sent to be tested for the presence of botulinum toxin. In the meantime, symptomatic treatment was started and disease control authorities were involved. Oh my God, this feels like an episode of um, at any hospital show. Yes. But I, w- yeah. I want to say Grey's Anatomy, but no one is like fucking each other so That's far. Right. There's, so. No, there's no time to fuck. There's no time to fuck. There's no time to fuck, people. Take her to the ICU. That's right. Button my blouse. That's right. Put your pants on. Put fuck. your pants on. She's dying. We're losing her. So, God, her weakness, um, continuing with the quote, her weakness progressively increased, and while she was being treated, another case arrived at the hospital with a very similar presentation. Oh, my God. Four days later, the botulinum toxin test came back positive, and the patient was started on botulinum antitoxin, and the rest of the symptomatic treatment was continued. The Center for Disease Control, the CDC, Mm -hmm. tracked the events related to both these patients and found out that both had eaten nacho cheese from a gas station the day before their appearance the appearance of their symptoms. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so a total of 10 cases were associated with this source and one death was reported, end quote. I, I am so sorry about the death. Yes. For yeah. the other nine cases, um, I don't want to say I told you so. But, <laughs> nacho cheese? But let me tell you, if you are eating nacho cheese from a gas station you are gambling it's with a, your life it's a rough one yeah that's it's like yeah, yeah it's like the only the only thing worse than that is sushi from a gas station it's a close second yeah but yeah. that nacho cheese man I, yeah. I, I mean it won't be botulism but it'll be something else yeah your yeah. your intestines will never <laughs> be the same again yeah holes yeah holes in them <laughs> that's right it's gonna be holes holes in them. <laughs> I had to get really close. She got real close there. Yeah. <laughs> so. But 
but yeah, I, you know, my heart goes out to these people, but yeah. I hope, I hope they have learned a lesson. I hope our listeners have learned a lesson. I know I have learned this lesson the hard yeah. way. <laughs> I didn't have to go to the hospital though. I thought about it. You know. And I'm going to end that story right now. <laughs> you know, hard times, man. Nacho cheese? Why not? I don't know. We don't know the, the context of the nacho cheese. Could have been a breakup. Could have been that, late it, night. That does sound like breakup food. Yeah. It could be um, uh, hangover food. Yeah. Gassing up your car. It's like sun's coming up and you hate your life or you hate yourself. Or maybe you just really love yourself. Who knows? <gasps> I didn't think about that. Yeah. This could be a self-love thing. This could be a self-love thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my mind is blown. Oh, okay. Anyway. Okay. Now, that quote was from the case report, Foodborne Botulism, I Only Had Nacho Cheese, available at the U.S. National Library of Medicine online. Amazing. So, what a title. What a title. Um, now, there were 10 cases, right, which led to one death, which you, you brought up. Now, yeah. Now... One in 10. If that ratio sounds bad to you, you're right. Uh, the World Health Organization reports that botulism, when not treated quickly, has a mortality rate of 5 to 10%. Wow, um, okay. It's, that's really, really high. Yeah, um, yeah. The gas station situation was very rare, very, very rare. Cases do usually occur in clusters when people share the same food source, but mostly from homemade stuff, maybe... Brought to a party. So okay. This okay. Is, this is, I know this is not really the best post-COVID episode, but... That's um, true. Everyone is uh, stirring up their party cheese right now yes, and know. freaking out. Uh, Dr. Marissa, would you read some stats from the same case study? I would love to. All right. Quote, according to the CDC between 2001 and 2015, a total of 272 cases of foodborne botulism and 23 deaths were reported. One of the biggest outbreaks occurred in Ohio in 2015, in which 27 cases were reported and the food was confirmed to be potato salad slash macaroni salad, end quote. Yeah. Okay, once again, uh, I find myself <laughs> saying, I don't want to say, I told you so. Mm. You got to keep an eye on those salads. <laughs> Who's bringing the salad? Who's bringing the salad? How long has the mayonnaise been out of the fridge? Yeah. Mayonnaise, salads? That's tricky. Make it yourself. That's my... And, and well, that then, was the problem. <laughs> okay. You know what? Just don't eat. Okay. No more... Ch- <laughs> so. Just don't eat. Just forget it. I know. This is, uh, this is a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Now... But 278 cases. That's a lot. 278 cases within, yeah, about 14, 15 years and 23 deaths. So that's, again, on par with about 10% of your... 10% of people. Incredible. Get it. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's just... Now, yeah, this all sounds bad, but good news, it gets worse. Fine. Um, because we didn't get into how botulism kills and the absolute torture these folks went through. Now, there were some details in the case study, but words like weakness and shortness of breath don't cut it. So we're going to cut it and get fucking real right now. Let's get real. Yeah. So how much contaminated nacho cheese do you need to eat for your day to become a nightmare? I um, mean, like an eyedropper full. That's so just, I'm lactose intolerant. So just oh. thinking about it makes me want to oh, run yeah. to the bathroom. So TMI, sorry. So even on the best day, even on the, the cleanest nacho cheese, you're just 
Pass. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nope. Okay. But for a lot of people, it's a wonderful treat. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, okay. So how much, <laughs> <laughs> how much contaminated nacho cheese do you need to eat uh, for you to, you know, running to the hospital? Okay, so enough nacho cheese to contain about two nanograms worth of toxin. Now, to put this into perspective, a single red blood cell weighs 10 nanograms. So far, far less than a red blood cell worth. Wow. Yeah. Nothing. It takes nothing. Practically nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, here's another visual that may help with understanding how potent it can be and help us understand why governments would take interest slash freak out about botulinum toxins. Um, Dr. Marissa, if you would be so kind as to read from my favorite book, And Then You're Dead. Absolutely. I would love to. All right. Quote, if you put it into an eyedropper and squeezed a single drop into a swimming pool, drinking a glass of water of that pool would be fatal. That same drop uh, properly dispersed could kill a million people. A cupful could wipe out Europe. End quote. Oh, yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not fucking around here. Yeah. Oh my a couple god. Of water, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so. What are we doing? Uh, are we doing anything to make sure this doesn't happen? We're doing a shit ton. This that make yes. sure this doesn't get in the wrong hands. Yes. I, oh, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put a pin in that too. We're gonna talk about that. Okay. All right. And the case of botulism H when people scrambled. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all that shit. <laughs> okay, now, but we're talking, we're still giving a refresher on how this all happens to, how this all, on how this happens to your body. Right, okay. right, okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> so, once the toxin is ingested, it makes a beeline to receptors in the body that receive the chemical, uh, that receives the chemical acetylcholine. Nailed it. I did. Took a while, but I got it. Yeah, (laughs) acetylcholine. Now, the chemical is super important. Think of it as a message, a message that tells muscles to contract. And that's super helpful when you work out or when you text or when you want to smile. And when, and you guessed it, for all the stuff you don't need to think about, like blinking or breathing. Okay. Quote, botulism slides into your muscles acetyl... (laughs) I'm sorry. It's It's a long one, you guys. Okay. Botch, quote, botulism slides into your muscles acetylcholine receptors and takes up permanent residence, effectively paralyzing you. Holy shit. End quote. So that's right. The toxin blocks the message. You become paralyzed. And fuck, man, with all good horror movies, it starts in your face. Oh. Yeah. I know. This is a rough one. It's oh going to get God. really rough after this, okay? Okay, but okay, not to bring this up again. It is Botox. So do you die looking like perfect? <laughs> <laughs> is that a dumb question? Is like, that, Is that the dream maybe? I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I've never seen anyone who's, who's died from botulism poisoning. Who do we ask? Who do we tweet about this? <laughs> Did they look flawless? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just imagining like everyone... Looks like uh, the Hadid sisters or something yeah. like that. Like their faces are just completely pulled back. Yeah. Well, you know, just just put that in your heart, and then 
That, that's probably the only warming thing that's going to come out of this episode. This is so. that you die looking like Wallace. a 22-year-old supermodel. <laughs> that's right. There's, I mean, there's a silver lining to, to everything these days. So. Yeah. You have to find it. Otherwise, you'll just just, just cry. Yeah. yeah so. Or not, because uh, your face is frozen. Okay. Uh, anyway. We'll try to. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, yeah. It starts in your face. According to the World Health Organization, symptoms generally occur within 12 to 36 hours, so super quick. And like the woman we just read about, these symptoms are super concerning, which made her book it to a hospital. Botulism attacks the muscles in your head, like the muscles that control the eyes, so your vision is blurry and it's difficult to keep your eyelids open. Oh my God. Muscles controlling your mouth, so it's hard to communicate, and the muscles in your throat, so it's hard to swallow, even saliva. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, the one thing that's not affected in your head, uh, your mind. You are fully aware and awake and very much yourself. You just start to lose control of your body. And as with our nacho lady, after her face, the paralysis moves south. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, So if she went untreated, she would essentially just be like her... A compl- yeah. completely frozen body, completely paralyzed, but her brain would still be like... Totally in, in her mind, she'd be like, oh my God, help! Yes, exactly right. Please help the yep. cheese. It was right. really bad. <laughs> right. Yep, oh. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, so your arms would be useless, and hopefully by the time the toxin reaches your chest, you better be in a hospital. Uh, the diaphragm and the muscles that help your lungs expand... They stop working. No. Yeah. You can tell yourself to breathe, but nothing would happen. Wow. Yeah. So if you're not intubated by now, like the lady with the nacho cheese, oxygen will stop flowing to the brain. Now, Dr. Marissa, if you would be so kind to read from my my favorite favorite book (laughs) (laughs) as to what? happens next of course all right quote brain cells need a constant supply of oxygen to start oh at uh, one more time all right <laughs> quote brain cells need a constant supply of oxygen and start to drop off after only 15 seconds of deprivation a few minutes later the timing depends on uh the order in which your uh, brain cells died you will suffer complete brain death brought on by a dose of poison smaller than the period at the end of this sentence. Yep. End quote. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I just got shivers. Yep. Smaller than a period at the end of a sentence. Wow. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, but wait, there's more. Uh, there's a fucked up icing we can put on this fucked up cake. And you kind of touched upon it brilliantly before oh Um, now say you're in a hospital like cheese lady Mm -hmm. okay and you're intubated okay Mm -hmm. doctors suspect you have botulism but tests blood tests need to come back you can't just get any anti-serum we need to know what kind of botulinum toxin it is now after the break we're going to discuss what kinds exist but in the meantime let's say your blood tests return with the answer and there is an anti-serum that exists and will work. It will save your life. Yay! But, oh, no. <laughs> quote, the anti-serum stops the progression of botulinum toxin, but the nerves already blocked are dead forever. What? Patients have to wait months or years to grow new ones. End quote. Oh, my 
my yeah. God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Those folks who survived those nine other cases, they're not up and walking around in a few days. They're lying there with fully functional minds waiting until they can control their bodies again. And how long does that take? I don't know. Depends. It depends. Years? Feels like a years thing. <laughs> it could, depends. Oh, my God. I don't know. It's case by case. You are living in a prison that yeah. is your body. Yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> my because heart goes you, uh, out to them. I know. Oh. I know. It's because you fucking macaroni salad, man. <laughs> so, oh, so what a terrible thing to be punished for. It's oh, awful. it's not punishment. It just you know happens. I mean, like what a terrible thing. Yeah. There you go. So now you see why these toxins are a goddamn nightmare. And after the break, it's 2013, and scientists discover an unusual strain that produced a brand new toxin called botulism H, and it freaked people the fuck out. Stay tuned. Please do. This is Stephanie. And Tux. (laughs) From the podcast Beyond Reproach, a show about political scandals from American history. But it's fun, we swear. The idea behind our show is that politicians and government officials are meant to be public servants. And their behavior should be beyond reproach. But if history has taught us anything, it's that a lot of politicians are total scumbags. So we decided to do a show where we drink period-appropriate historic cocktails while exploring some of the government scandals and shitty politicians of America's past. We are not historians. We're just a couple of drunks who never shut up and love history. We hope you'll join us on Beyond Reproach for some big facts, good laughs, a little bit of swearing, a lot of drinking, and a real good time. America's history is juicy. We just add gin. And we're back. We are so back. We are so back, and we were so disturbed by the first portion (laughs) of our episode that we had to use the break to watch a number of puppy videos on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Dear God. So, so many videos. Dear God. So many videos of baby dogs sleeping. Mm -hmm. So many videos of baby dogs yawning Mm -hmm. enough so that i feel better Mm -hmm. but that i am ready to finally learn yeah what the fuck botulism (laughs) h is jill you gotta tell me okay you're mentally prepared probably not but go on anyway (laughs) okay it's 2013 and it's a pretty normal day at the old infant botulism treatment and prevention program a unit of the California Department of Public Health. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of words there, but the CDPH, do you remember them? Uh, We brought them up, the CDPH, in in in-betweeny 033. Uh, They're hard at work tracking plague in our forests. Do you remember that? Ah, the plague people! That's right, the plague people, exactly. They're also keeping tabs on botulism. Okay, good people. Amazing. Uh, Jason Barash was a public health microbiologist specialist at the time, along with Stephen Arnon. Uh, They had the fun task of looking through stool samples for botulinum toxin. Oh my God, talk about a hard work day. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, if it was present, they would categorize the type of toxin that's producing the disease to apply the correct ANSI serum. Mm, Very, very cool. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind to please tell us the array of botulinum toxins that exist as provided 
by the World Health Organization. I would absolutely love to, Jill. All right, quote, there are seven distinct forms of botulinum toxin, uh, types A through G. Four of these, types A, B, E, and rarely F, cause human botulism. Types C, D, and E cause illness in other mammals, birds, and fish, end quote. There you go. Sounds like a lot of botulism. Or, sorry, yeah. a lot of botulinum. Yeah. Lots toxins. of toxins. So many toxins. And uh, it's an equal opportunity disease. Everybody gets it. Everyone can get everybody it. Got, yeah, everybody gets it. Bird, Have fun. fish, <laughs> That's right. person, asshole, whatever. Everybody. Everybody. Everyone. So, back to the lab. In comes a sample for testing and the duo are on it. And to their horror, yes, this person has botulism, but there was something they haven't seen before in their entire careers. The patient had a novel strain of C, botulinum, that, okay. could, that could be determined, but it produced two toxins, type B and an unknown toxin. There was a new type of toxin present, and despite all of the efforts of applying known antiserums against it, the toxin persisted. <laughs> So, oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. So it's been forty years since the last toxin was discovered. So Jason and Stephen made unfortunate history. Botulism H has been found, and it was found in, you guessed it, baby poo. No! No! Not a baby! Yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer. I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. This this bacteria gives no fucks about age. It does not discriminate. And unfortunately, infants under six months of age are more susceptible than adults to botulism. Not because they ate tainted food. I mean, they can't. Their little mouths are too small and they don't have teeth yet. Yeah. It's more likely they swallowed tainted soil from crawling around. <gasps> so, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can only imagine how much more stressed that would make parents yeah. who are already so stressed. I know. Wow. So, no. unfortunately, dormant spores do exist in soil, so this episode just keeps getting better. Fun. Um, now, if you, uh, a lovely adult or a lovely adult listening right now, if you ate a dormant spore, no worries, okay? Our gut would destroy the fucker before it could start producing any toxin. Very good to know. Awesome job, gut. Yes, high five. Now, but for infants, they don't have those defenses yet. Their guts aren't developed. So a spore can germinate into a bacteria that colonize there and release toxins. Um, Now, a baby getting botulism is not fucking funny at all. No. So they really have to rename the symptom to look out for, the comically named Floppy baby syndrome. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god, that'd floppy be like baby syndrome. That's terrible. That'd be like if you called like uh, HIV, like I I don't know, a, a lol silly dying disease. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> floppy baby syndrome. Now babies under six months are pretty goddamn floppy to begin with, uh, but new parents know when something isn't right. Okay. okay. Another big sign is constipation. Okay. Babies shit constantly. Yeah. But in those with botulism, they stop pooping. Okay. And this is rough, but muscles that contract to move poo through the body, they stop working thanks to the toxin. I, They're I mean, paralyzed. I can feel my heart breaking right now. Yeah. I, this is sad in so many ways. Yes. So, botulism H, y'all, it arrived. There's no cure. 
and the world needs to be alerted. Yes. So I don't want I don't want any more paralyzed babies. Please, no. no. I don't have the time. No one has the time for that. The researchers detail the case and their failed attempts to neutralize the toxin in two reports published in the Journal of Infectious Diseases. But the reports are incomplete. The toxin is so dangerous, some information had to be withheld from the public. What? Yeah. Now, Dr. Marissa, if you would so kindly explain what and why, um, from the NPR article, why scientists held back details on a unique botulinum toxin. Uh, Of course. All right. Give me the computer. Um, Quote, normally the journal would require that the scientists disclose genetic sequences needed to make the toxin. In this case, however, the researchers didn't want to do that because of the security risk. Biology has long had a tradition of openness to allow people to confirm research findings and build upon others' discoveries. But some worry that new technologies have made it easier for basic science to be exploited by people with evil intentions. Mm-hmm. End quote. I totally get it. Yep. I totally get it. Yeah, you, you, you brought it up. Before. I brought it up. I mean, there you go. in the wrong hands... Sure. It's like you said, this could wipe out Europe. Exactly. Or, uh, you know, the part of uh, Queens we live in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could, it could wipe out more than just the, the, the people who ate macaroni salad. Yeah, right. It totally sucks. So the DNA sequence of the strain that produces this toxin is under lock and key. Now, why? A little thing called inhalation botulism. I know. How many fucking twists and turns can we... My God, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, inhalation botulism. Are you kidding me? I'm grabbing Jill. Are you... I'm shaking her. Are you fucking kidding me? You can inhale this shit? Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! I'm fine. Tell me about it. Okay. Quoting the World Health Organization, quote, inhalation botulism is rare and does not occur naturally. For example, it is associated with accidental or intentional events such as bioterrorism, which results in the release of the toxins in aerosols. Wow. So yeah. you could essentially, a bioterrorist could make it sort of like an, like hairspray form. And is that, am mm-hmm. I getting that right? An yeah. aerosol? Aerosols, yeah. Anything traveling in little air bubbles, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, continuing with the quote, the median lethal adults for humans has been estimated at two nanograms of botulinum toxin per kilogram of body weight, which okay. is approximately three times greater than in foodborne cases, end quote. So you need more of it uh, if you're a terrible person or a government who wants to kill people in the most horrific way possible. Uh, and if you think governments haven't gassed populations in modern times within the last 20 years, Please give it a Google. That shit is still happening. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that was a side pivot. The countdown is on. An extremely limited number of microbiologists are working against the clock. Who knows if this toxin will appear again? Remember, these things tend to show up in clusters, and God forbid the DNA info is leaked to the wrong persons. Now, enter Susan E. Maslanka, PhD. Ah, Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Her team which included folks from the CDC and the University of Wisconsin, had access to the novel toxin and the usual antitoxins. All seven are available and packaged in a product called BAT, B-A-T, 
Anyway, okay. Anyway. Make me proud, Susan. That's right. They busted ass and found a combination of type A and B antitoxins that was effective both in mice and in cell culture. So that was like a huge fucking discovery. Amazing. Yeah, and it led to the FDA. Uh, they're, they're like, okay, we'll, we will release the top secret DNA sequence because you already like cracked part of the case. Amazing. So, okay. Finally, after two years or so, Dr. Susan's group was able to analyze the genetic sequence. And when you know it, quote, their analysis revealed that the toxin uh, was a hybrid-like structure that contains regions similar to toxin A1 and A5, subtypes of toxins A and F, which can be neutralized with existing serotype A antitoxin, end quote. I just want to give you like a quick shout out. (laughs) That was a lot of (laughs) interesting letters, numbers, and words, um, and you nailed it. So anyway, just to translate that, thanks to Dr. Susan and her team, what looked like a scary as fuck toxin that may need a brand new anti-serum that could have taken years to fucking make, it was a fluke hybrid that could be handled with what we've already got. Amazing. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Dr. Susan and her team. Yeah. Big shout out to Dr. Susan. If you're listening, Dr. Susan, you're not. I, I am a big <laughs> fan. I feel a lot less stressed. Still stressed, but a little bit less. So, my friends, there is no longer a botulism H. There is still only seven out there in the world. And I guess that is a happy ending. Um, and that last quote was from the article, um, Novel Botulinum Toxin Less Dangerous Than Thought, published by the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy. So, what a roller coaster of anxieties yes. this episode was. I went from fearing nacho cheese <laughs> to fearing bioterrorists yep. to being really happy about a woman. Sorry, not a woman, a doctor named mm-hmm. Susan. There you go. And her team just fucking nailing it. <sighs> nailing it. I am sweating. Oh I my know, so god. I. I am actually sweating. Oh my god. All right. I'm going to have to look at some more dog videos now. <laughs> Thank you, Jill, so much for this episode. Incredible. It, uh, it was a monster, but we got through it. We nailed it. My, now my fucking throat is hoarse, and I, I know it's not botulism. It's just stress. <laughs> but if it so. is... We know what to do. We know what to do. Which is go to the hospital. There you go. <laughs> and please, everyone, stay interesting. Please do.